You are listening to the award-winning, leading children's gardening educator, Lee Connolly, the Skinning Gardener and my daddy. As a parent, I know it can be challenging to resist the law of technology and the never-ending stream of notifications that come with it. But it's important to remember that our children crave our attention and presence more than any device ever could. One way to combat the distraction of technology is to set aside dedicated time each day to be fully present with your children. This could mean turning off the phone during meal times, taking a walk together without any devices, or just getting outside gardening, away from social media. Another helpful strategy is to limit your own screen time and model healthy digital habits for your children. By setting boundaries around your technology use, you'll not only be present with your children, but you'll also be teaching them the importance of balance and self-care. Remember, the moments we share with our children are fleeting, and it's up to us to make the most of them. By prioritising presence over technology, we can strengthen our relationships with our children and create lasting memories that will stay with us for years to come. So if you're with family or friends right now, turn off this podcast, put down the phone, and go and create some real memories. For everyone else, welcome to the Teacher Parent Garden Club. doing everyone and welcome to the podcast can i just say thanks to everyone that uh messaged about four of you messaged and said uh, how much you enjoyed last week's podcast because it was a little bit shorter i did say a few weeks ago i was going to change the podcast and we are changing it making it more snappy more instant and uh and just less distracting as i mentioned at the start of my podcast each week so you can get outside and enjoy the garden especially at this time of year right especially we've just had a bank holiday here in the uk we've got another one coming up this weekend because of our king but that's not the fanfare because of the king so we get another bank holiday which means we get more time outside we get to enjoy our gardens this is very important that we get out there and enjoy our gardens right instead of just constantly working on them sit outside enjoy them so we are getting some a lot of time right to get out there and enjoy time with our family i don't want this to be a distraction i want to be informative and for you to find it useful so i'm glad you're finding that um at the weekend actually went to an an amazing place down in bristol this like stately home yeah as a wedding i should mention it was a, a mate's house and oh my gosh, it had like a walled garden. There were grown vegetables in about four or five different greenhouses. There was waterfalls, there was peacocks, all part of this massive stately home on the outskirts of Bristol, in, the, in what I call the posh part of Bristol. I never knew there was one. Sorry to anyone from Bristol, but I didn't mean to offend. Um, but there was a lot of passion that went into that. And we're gonna come to that passion later on as we talk about Gardener's World Live down in Bewley as well. I've had a right old tour of gardens this weekend. But first, we get into that. Before we get into that, I should say, <laughs> it's Olive. 
why would you wear odd socks? Oh, olive, darling, do not olive. No, no, listen, they're at the very edge. Hello, everyone. Just now on the Skinny Jim Gala website. How to get kids? Gardening. Hey. <laughs> like, and, and, like, like, like olive. Do plants grow? Well, they need a bit of water, not too much. They need sunlight, um, soil, and not the temperature just needs to be just right. So. And then what happens? And then they grow into. Because you have to keep watering them about every two days. And then they will grow into a plant or a flower or anything you're trying to grow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What if once you've got a seed, once you've planted the seed, once you've planted the seed and it grows into a plant, how do you make sure it stays alive? Um, you said about watering, but what else do you have to do to keep a plant alive? Check on it every day because I'm sure I've had a plant from school before and it's a sunflower and we did check on it, but I think they were easily to die because it was during, like, winter. It wasn't during winter, it was during summer. Okay, that was during summer. But <laughs> One thing that we did wrong with that was we didn't repot it up. Yeah, I think it was because we didn't repot it up and it was getting really big, the roots. And so it was in, like, the tiniest of pots. Yeah. We should have put it outside. It was actually about bigger than my arm, probably the size of my leg. Pretty big. That is pretty big. <laughs> well, thanks, Olive. Thanks. See you next week. Just a real quick one, School Guard Success is the ultimate resource for primary school teachers looking to inspire their students to connect with nature, grow their own food and care for wildlife. School Guard Success offers a comprehensive range of resources and tools to support educators in teaching children how to develop and maintain a thriving school garden. With our expertly designed lesson plans tailored to meet the needs of primary school children, you can easily incorporate gardening into your curriculum and bring science and environmental studies to life. Our extensive range of high quality gardening equipment and supplies including seeds, compost, planters and more will ensure that your garden is set up for success and will provide your students with the tools they need to take ownership of their learning and build a connection with the natural world. 
At School Gun Success, we understand the challenges of teaching in today's fast-paced and demanding education system, which is why we've created a one-stop shop for all your gardening needs. From online tutorials and how-to guides to expert advice and support, we're here to help you every step of the way. So whether you're a seasoned gardener or just starting out, visit schoolgardensuccess.co.uk today and discover the benefits of bringing the joy of gardening to your classroom. Now, back to the podcast. Down at the bottom of the garden Among the birds and the bees That's a good idea. A little lot of little people They call the pot into this creepy black eyed bee and Keep it a secret now, please. Well, welcome to the bottom of the garden, everyone. And I say every single week I get down here, the apple tree is blooming. I've come back from the weekend and it's just the flowers have come out even more. Just this bright pink flowering of these and it's amazing i love it so much as soon as i got back i know last week i said i need to put uh the tree a little bit straighter and i've done that which is great put a screw into i'm very lucky that i've got the bench here a screw just a bit of string and i've made it that's a little bit straight so hopefully it will grow at less of an angle as it gets bigger but since i got it since i planted it i can see that it has been grown, which is so good. But this is not an apple tree podcast. Um, let's have a look what else has been going on. Uh, I also, remember last week, I told you about that tomato tower. Uh, and I've planted that up. It looks so much better. Even though the potatoes from the small pot, just a massive, big, great big leafy green coming off the top of it and um, because we're growing inside the pot it wasn't big enough i don't think i've not dug them up yet but i'm pretty sure the pot's not big enough that said this potato tower doesn't give loads of space underneath either um but it does have how many goes one two three four five six seven eight nine ten you know, only 12 spaces for potatoes to grow so uh, i've planted up my sea potatoes inside the potato tower it looks so much better one thing with this small garden and if you've not seen it head over to my instagram one thing i'm a little bit worried about not enough color i do need to remember that this is going to be a family garden as olive keeps reminding me dad you're forgetting about the family side of things you're getting too involved in growing and i do need to remember that as well so um I think over the next few weeks, I'm going to try and add a little bit of colour to this garden, um, just to add to it. Uh, that's the that's my idea at the moment, anyway. Um, but that's looking great. I've also put some uh, something to tie the clematis in, as that will slowly grow above on the uh, the uh, top of the garden maybe provide a little bit of shade later on in the summer and i also planted some plants to grow amongst the paving slabs uh, a few weeks ago and they have gone really well i wasn't quite sure how they were going to settle in with the soil that i've got on the floor here but they look like they're loving it we've also had a lot of rain and sunshine that's really helped right 
So that's really great. Uh, I've noticed that an ant colony has moved in. Now, what do you do with that? Do I tell them to move on? Or do I embrace it as nature? That's going to be a little challenge for me, as I've noticed that the ants have started to come out a lot more recently. And as I always tell kids, like, we talk about slugs and snails or things that eat our plants. Is that the same as ants? Should we be getting rid of them? The answer is, if they come inside your house, yes. But in the garden, they're also an important part of nature. So that's something I'm questioning at the moment. Uh, as I sit here in the garden, staring at a line of ants. It's not a problem I've really thought about before, but... As the years go by and as I change the way I garden, as I change the way I communicate about wildlife, these questions do come up where I used to go, right, no no way are you ants coming in here. That used to be the answer, right? But are they really doing any harm? I don't know. The pond's looking good. Um, I don't think we've had anything join us yet someone said to me the other day oh go and get some frog spawn to put in there but do i really want to be moving frog spawn from a pond to my little space i don't really know quite yet how that works not like the wormery i don't think you can order frog spawn online but there we go so other than that not a lot going on the carrots that i planted up a few weeks ago are looking pretty good. They're multicoloured uh, carrot varieties, so they're going to be amazing. And the seeds, the carrot seeds that I planted up, if you've checked it out already, uh, the other week on the uh, Extreme Gardening channel, they've not popped up yet. Nothing from them yet. But one thing I will say is, let me feel, do you know what? The top surface of soil uh, on this truck very dry but just put your finger below and you can feel it's still wet this watering system has been working an absolute treat uh and that's exactly what i need when i'm not about that's exactly what i need i tell you what though them tomatoes looking good so that's andy um so overall not a lot of progress this week because i've not been out in the garden too much i was away at the weekend as you know but everything doing its own thing, which is, is sort of what I want. The challenge over the next week is to add something else that is child-friendly, that is going to welcome the children, welcome Olive to the garden. I need to remember that she's right, that this is a family garden as well as a, a growing space. Right. Anyway, that's it from me down here at the bottom of the garden. Let's get an update again next week. This week on Extreme Gardening and on this podcast, I review Gardener's World Live Spring Fair down in Bewley. And hey, we might as well just mix this whole bit into the review. Uh, it was an incredible show. 
And I actually traveled about three and a half hours just to visit this show. I wasn't on stage there, although I should be, I hear what you're saying. Um, I just went because it's my second year going to it and I think it's such a great show. It's also a brilliant show for families. I actually go on the Friday uh, and I go with my good friend, Mr. Richard Suggett from the VegGrow podcast. Um, but I honestly believe that if you're thinking about taking the kids to a show, a garden show, this is the perfect starter. Honestly, it's amazing. It's down in Bewley at the Motor Museum, and that's partly why I think it's such a good show. Um, but let me tell you what you get as part of your ticket price, okay, for you next year to head to. You get a ticket into the Motor Museum. So if you like cars, amazing. If kids like cars, fantastic. You get uh, to go around the gardens that are there already. Uh, which I think is brilliant because it means each year I get to see how they've updated that garden, how it changes, the vegetable gardens, how it all changes around there. That's so good. And then you get the main thing, a ticket to Gardener's World Spring Fair. On the Friday, I saw the amazing Frances Tophill do her talks and the fantastic Mr. Chris Collins. Also, we saw... Lucy and Soul Walker uh, from the Talkin's Head podcast. They're doing some talks as well. And many others. So content-wise, the talks, fantastic. Then you get the show gardens, which this year I especially liked. I think it's great to be able to see them gardens, especially at this time of year, uh, to get some inspiration when I'll be like building up my garden, doing little bits. I get some great ideas from them. Uh, if you want to buy plants, there was over 31 stalls for plants. And also some great food and entertainment as well. And honestly, I wouldn't travel that far if I didn't think it was a great show. But the reason I bring it up on this podcast is because for families... Now, I go on the Friday, which obviously kids are at school. I don't get to see how many children go there on Saturday and Sunday. And I will ask, actually. Um, I'll let you know. Um... There's loads for kids to do. The reason I love it so much is because if I said to Olive, we're going to a garden show, the first thing she'll say is, are you on stage? But also she'd be like, well, yeah, maybe. But because you've got that little bit of a break with the car museum, you can sort of just, just jump out of the garden show for a second, have a little look around that, go on the monorail. There's an amazing park there. Obviously, I didn't go on the park, but it's an amazing park as well. Um, it's really set up for families already. And I think, to be honest with you, I feel like this could be a really great idea for other shows. Because, for instance, Gardens World Live in NEC is amazing. There's low, I mean, it's massive for starters. Like it's, this is a little bit smaller compared to the one in Birmingham, if you've been to it. But to have that aspect of a car museum or an attraction next to it, this is for families mainly, but to have that extra bit is really, really exciting for me. Really exciting to attract more families into it. Just fun to think about for the future of other shows. Um, but if you're thinking about going to it, let me know. I will 100% be there next year as a visitor or on stage. But, uh, but do uh, check it out. Um, so that is my review this week of garden shows and I feel so inspired to get out into the garden this bank holiday after of course 
We've seen the coronation of the king. Of course, of course, everyone. I hope you have a fantastic bank holiday. And uh, I shall speak to you next week on this podcast. Hey, go and rate and review and let me know what you think of the show. This is a Sydney game of gardener. Dachshund.